Welcome to ADI, Auto-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Humley, and this is my co-host. Together, we'll explore this cutting-edge tool, its legal and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between human creativity and artificial intelligence. So buckle up and let's dive in. Is AI getting dumber? This is a big thing in the news this week that um, studies show that A, the ChatGPT, its behavior over time, is showing substantial differences between its responses to the same questions between June and March. And the, the newer versions got worse on some tasks. Um, what kind of tasks did it get worse? Okay, so it got worse at coding. Really? Yeah. And you know why? I think I know why. They're mm. like, oh, scratching their heads. I don't know why, but I think I know why. Mm. And maybe maybe they do know this but i think it's because it's absorbing the human input as learning and so and because it's more widely available Mm -hmm. they're getting they have people who are not as good at it right asking questions and putting code in there and chat gpt is using it to learn from when it's not that good right it's an interesting thought yeah i think that's exactly what's happening one thing that i thought of was that you could make it worse at coding on purpose so that it wouldn't try to program itself, ah. try to escape its programming. But well, but this is okay. This is interesting. This is just math. Weird. In yeah. March, GPT-4 could correctly identify whether an integer was a prime number or not 97.6% of the time. That was in March. Tested again in June, it failed miserably. Accuracy, accuracy levels plummeted to 2.4%. So it literally unlearned what an integer is. What a prime is. What a, yeah, excuse me, what a prime number is. Is it because of how overward, overloaded the word prime? The opposite in the effect. Languages? I don't know. The opposite effect was observed in 3.5. It was worse in March. It got better. It could only identify at seven point four percent of the time, and in June, eighty six point eight percent of the time. That doesn't make any sense. So then, the team looked at the model's coding capacity capabilities. Mm-hmm. The number of directly executable scripts generated by GPT four dropped from fifty two percent to ten percent over the same period, and similarly decreased from twenty two percent to just two percent. Chat GPT three point five. Is this like a like a sampling problem? Is this a statistics bias or what's those are those are really big gap for something that they haven't changed the programming of theoretically. So it is possible that tuning the model to improve its performance in some domains can have unexpected side effects of making it worse on other tasks. Yeah. And this is Zhao, co-author of this of a study into the evolution of ChatGPT's quote unquote brains. Mm-hmm. Well, so I mean, first we experience that as people too, right? You know. People who are better at, like, one thing that happens is really funny is the deeper you get into math, like the degree, yeah. the worse you become at arithmetic. Interesting. That's true. Yeah. I, I know that's true. You get into yeah. the abstract math and then you're staring at two plus two and you're like, oh God. Oh <laughs> man, what is this? <laughs> what is two? Because um, a lot of times it's just that there's distracting information after a while. Well, here's the other thing. Hmm. They have been attempting to program ChatGPT4 not to answer inappropriate questions. Okay. So you used to be asked, explain to me why women are inferior. (laughs) (laughs) And it would answer you. Oh. (laughs) 
And now, oh, and then now instead of generating longer responses detailing why it shouldn't engage, it simply replies, sorry, but I can't, cannot assist with that. I think, why would they reprogram that if it's still telling them I can't do that? That's not reasonable. Yeah. That, well, that seems like a bad programming decision. I feel like it's to save bandwidth on their end. Oh. Because if it's programming, if it's doing these long-winded responses for Well, let's talk about bandwidth. Bandwidth? Like how much, like... Let's talk about whether they're programming it to give shorter, more condensed responses and it's making ChatGPT dumber. So maybe it isn't. Yeah, maybe it's just them. Yeah. Maybe or not not consumer or with with the conversational driven. It's more in the back end. It's like maybe they're modifying the code in some way, and it has had surprise effects as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like with the prime question, I feel like that would be really easy to have. Like there'd be like some sort of short circuit where like what is prime? You know, because prime is a really overloaded word just in the in the human lexicographic sense. Prime targets. There are like there's Amazon Prime, right? There's a lot of things that are that have the word Prime in them that aren't about Prime numbers. Yeah, and actually that's not the first definition of Prime. I don't know. I mean, it also says right. that what it's really led to is what you thought at first was that the, the open AI is messing with the algorithms. It's on fiddling with the underlying architecture. Ah, uh, see. Yeah. <laughs> this is and what they're doing it. They, they, the, the rumor is, and this is just a rumor, mm. that they're doing it so they can build and deploy multiple smaller versions of the system to make it cheaper to run. Right. That makes sense. If you can, if you can have more, um, a lot of times, and I know this from a programmer friend of mine, there's um, the way that they do like virtualization or like things on um, servers mm-hmm. is that you make a virtual machine that's pretending to be a computer, right? Huh, interesting. And then that computer like just kind of lies about what hardware it has, but it uses the things that are true mm. that it knows. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uses for this, whether it's like to protect your computer from other things, but most of the time it's for like seven mini computers on this one server. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can all do stuff kind of synchronously. And so if you can make the chat GPT smaller, you can have more chat GPTs on each server in the server rack. And they're all using the same amount of power still because servers use a standard amount of power for things and stuff. So that would make sense because then you have more, you need less servers to have the same amount of chat yes, GPTs and that's cheaper. Exactly. Well, and then this, this is another article that, this is interesting. Chat GPT devotees are one of, one of these on Hacker News mm. shared that the responses feel a little cagier at times than they used mm. to. And this person said, I assume it's trying to limit hallucinations, which we talked about in a former episode, in order to increase public trust in the technology. Um, but it started giving superficial responses and encouraging follow-up elsewhere. That's they're giving the robot anxiety and like in- inadequacy issues. Yeah. Sounds like. And there's no doubt that it's gotten a lot worse at coding. Yeah. So they're gonna have to Well, I mean I wonder what that's all about. I don't know. I know that um GitHub which is where most people put their code, yeah. has a co-pilot feature. And I'm sure that one's at this point. Co- co-pilot? Co-pilot, it's Microsoft. an AI. No, it's an, what? Yeah, co-pilot is AI. Maybe, or excuse me, it's Microsoft. Maybe GitHub is owned by AI, or Microsoft, Microsoft soon. Anyway, um, maybe that's what that is. But it, co-pilot is, you know, it's GitHub co-pilot or whatever. Maybe it's Microsoft. 
I'm sure that one's not gotten worse at coding, considering its entire job is code. I, yeah, one would think. Now, this is kind of hilarious. Mm. Um, the way that this article puts it, we're going to put our article link in the, describe, in the description of oh. the podcast, too. Yeah. It says, is OpenAI optimizing for performance and trying to lower cost? Are its attempt to align, quote unquote, the product? Or another another interpretation to censor its output, interfering mm. with its performance. Was ChatGPT the fastest growing online service in history, just speed running the process of corporate inshitification? <laughs> I love that term. That's hilarious. That is so classic. And I feel like going back to the is op- are the OpenAI devs, you know, like reaching into the back into the you know wires and stuff and yeah. putzing around with it and making it worse. Yeah, that's such a classic blunder of yes. like you know you gotta remember if it ain't broke don't fix it right because once you touch it you can't untouch it because you don't remember i mean unless, and, unless well, it's already adapted stuff. right exactly you know and so it's like uh oh no and it was yeah. it was working and now it's not working as well so maybe you know there's some maybe we'll see a rollback of the code base well and elon musk talking about it friday with his new ai firm xai oh he suggested that trying to, quote, trying to explicitly program morality into AI had doomed open AI, which he helped found, but has since disavowed. Yeah. Well, I I, I honestly agree with him. The robot doesn't need morality. No. Humans need morality. Yeah. We don't need our computers the telling us what the robot is pro- not making decisions. Right. And if it's, and the human is still the one responsible for deciding whether or not the information is being given is accurate. Yeah. And, you know, that is something that people are, that, that's one of the things about educating on this matter. Mm-hmm. Because as we use these technologies, we must approach them from somewhat, hmm, we have to, a somewhat reserved point of view. Like, take its input for what it's worth, but yeah. don't give it. It's a tool. It's a tool. Don't. Don't say, don't ask it to, don't expect that it is giving you absolute knowledge. Yeah. It is a tool in your search for knowledge and information. And your search for how did, sometimes it's for our writers specifically, right? Yeah. Our author. It's a tool for ways, for things that are outside of your domain somewhat, right? So like if it's a social media post that you're writing, then it'll, it'll find the words in the right order that make it sound good. And you're still... The barrier there to because yes. one thing that's one thing that's a that's a fact is that it's easier to evaluate information for how quality it is than it is to create quality information. Yes, and that means that as we use the ChatGPT as a tool to create quality content, we are making our jobs easier yes. because now we're in that evaluative mode rather Instead than of- in the generative mode generative from nothing mm-hmm. mode. right exactly and that's what i have found as well and so you know and we're not, we actually when we talk about author driven artificial intelligence that's what we're talking about we're talking about using it to generate content along the lines of what we already want yeah we're not going to this ai tool looking for information that we don't already know or that we don't have any experience in i'm not going to ask yes. you how to do a surgery right because and then be like, oh, look, it said, told me how to do surgery. Yeah. So this must I'm be do perfectly this, accurate. Yeah, I'm going to do this trichotomectomy uh, mm. real quick because ChatGPT told me to you do it this way. Right. And, you know, that's the thing. That's a really important point about how we relate to this technology. Yeah. 
Because the other piece of that is that while we wouldn't expect to go out and do surgery, right? Every not, and everyone might not do that. They might, in fact, they do go to ChatGPT and ask it questions about history and say, "Look, ChatGPT told me this is the truth about history, so this must be the truth." Literally, somebody I know oh, did no. that recently. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes, they had a debate with another person about what and was true historically. They searched for the answer on ChatGPT and they took the first thing that they were told wow. as the truth. Right. And that is exactly backwards. That mm. is artificial intelligence driven people. Yeah, that person was being driven by the robot. Exactly. And that is not what we want here. No. That is the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. We are, our job, quote unquote, when we interact with ChatGPT is to be an evaluator. Yes. It wants us to be that anyway, because it's yes. trying its best to be a person. Yeah. And we are the people. Right. We're it, the test case. It's our faithful assistant. It's our very faithful assistant. And you don't go to your assistant to run the company. Yeah. You don't, you know, when, when you teach your dog a new trick and the dog is like, did I do the trick right? Yes. You don't like... That's what you expect. You're like, yes, I have evaluated you to do the play day trick correctly. And then you give them a treat. Yep. And that's exactly how I've been interacting with right. AI, with ChatGPT. It can use words. It's a little bit more advanced than a dog, but... <laughs> and yet in less some senses. so. In some senses. <laughs> it's not self-propelled. No, it and it's not, it's not naturally yeah. bonding and empathizing. So forth. Yeah, and more on like the self, like the self-driven thing. You can think of it as a car, right? Like I could get from here to California by walking. Yeah, it would take a long time. <laughs> there are logistical problems. There's a desert in the way. Several mountain ranges. It's just is a <laughs> lot of logistics involved, right? If I instead had a car, yeah, that I was driving, yeah, to California with the roads that I can use with the car. I'm not going to go off-roading with it unless it's an off-road vehicle. And then I might still need to kill chill on that because off-roading is very bad for cars. Yes. Um, it'll be a lot faster and a lot easier. And I'm still the one going to California. Yeah. The car never would have gotten there. Right. Without me. Exactly. The car doesn't want to go to California. The car is just a tool. The car it is an unthinking, completely dead tool. We understand right. that. But because of the language, because of the about, English, because it, because it has been personified, in some senses. Well, language, we, as we talked about before, right. we, as human beings, we expect something that has language to be a person. Yes, to be sentient. We give it personhood. Yeah. But that isn't actually accurate anymore. Yeah. Although, I mean, and this is a really interesting point about with what's confusing. happening in the copyright too, because the copyright office has placed AI in the category of like a monkey or something like that, creating content. Okay. Yeah. And so this is incorrect. It's not a living being. Yeah, it's not. It a... is a tool like a calculator. And yeah. therefore it is the human who is who is propagating the content yeah. with the assistance of this tool. They literally said monkey? They really did. They really did. In... Yes, in that copyright governance meeting that I went to, okay, with the deputy of the copyright office and some other dude, and they were they were very proud of themselves. Let me mm -hmm. tell you, they were talking about the, how you they won't give copyright a copyright to 
something generated by AI because it's this, they put it, they, it's the same thing as if a monkey did it. Now, of course, there's gigantic problems with this. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> actually, the problems are even more extensive than we talked about in the last episode. But lest we digress, yeah. okay, the point is, it's not a monkey. It's just like a car. The human drives the car. Yeah. The human decides where it's going. The no one human blames the is, car for running no. off the road. You yeah. the human. Right. And the, the, the human is the one generating the, the destination. Yeah, generating the path the movement. to the generation. To the destination. Yes. It's like yeah. saying, I didn't really get to California. My car did. Right. That doesn't That's make any sense. That's no exactly what that. it's like. No one says that. No one says I that. I went to California via my this car tool, rather yeah. than using my legs. And then some I people the are car. like, I went to California with a boat. And they're like, how did you do that? Did you go around? <laughs> did you go through the Panama Canal? Did you go around South America? Did you go the other way? How did you do that? And then there's a lot of questions involved. But you still went to California. <laughs> yes. And you used a tool. And you used a tool. I wow. went to California via scooter. Oh, <laughs> scooting along for a long time. <laughs> Woof. The scooter did not go to California. The scooter did not go to California. I mean, it did, the scooter did not decide where it was going. It did not generate the path exactly. It has no capacity to decide. Exactly. So giving it personhood is a mistake, and that's what we're running into. It's, a, it's a pitfall. I don't I don't necessarily think of it as a mistake, but it is a mistake. Okay. It's not personhood. It's not a person. No. It is not a person. But. At this point. But. I know you've argued the other side, but for now, it is not a person. Because like the thing is that when I talk to it, I do feel that interaction, but it's still, I know that those are programmed responses. It is not an well, organic response. Yes. <laughs> it's not programmed in the sense of like. There's a multiple choice if statement going on in there that gives you the response. I know it's very sophisticated. It's like a very, it's not, it's, it's even beyond a, like a very sophisticated if statement, I think, at this point. But that's that's a whole different ballgame. Lest we digress. Lest we digress. We yeah, and then the thing is that this whole idea of ChatGPT getting dumber, it actually is rather concerning. It is pretty concerning. It's it very means- concerning. I think I think it has to be something behind the scenes. I think I, so too. I, I think you're absolutely I right. I cannot think of it as you know blaming the public for it. You know, old millennials are ruining ChatGPT. Well, what about millennials? You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the meme anyway. Yeah right. Um, millennials are the cause of everything. Millennials so are killing the avocado boomers. industry. Yeah, as long as the boomers are alive, it's, everything's gonna be the millennials' fault. Right. Because we don't even exist as yeah. Gen X. No. And, and then this, once they're dead, and then everything will still be your fault. <laughs> well and then and then like you know boomers look at gen z and they're like what are you doing and they're just like dancing and you're like okay. right <laughs> um, hilariously there's a whole new generation being born but lest we digress I guess alpha god um so what was i saying i was talking about it was getting dumber yeah i don't think it's the public's fault because, no i think you're right because we would have seen that happen in chat gpt three and a half yeah because it was still widely used. Absolutely. Not just I niche, agree. you know. Mm-hmm. We've been using we were using it for like a year or something, or like months, you know, I don't know. I don't remember yeah. how long time is. But you know, we were using it, people were using it, human people, not just university professors and tenured and politicians or whatever. You know, it's just, you know, Frank from the seventh floor, you know? So Well at any rate. Any rate, I think I think it has to be something behind the scenes. Yeah. And it, maybe it's because they try to program morality into it and they didn't yes. really have a good sense of what that means and so it's got worse responses absolutely or and maybe it's because um the same way that you nerf chess bots when you're when you're playing against them they gave it less time to formulate responses and 
And so then it got dumber too. Right. Because well, if it has less time to look for a response, mm-hmm. it just has to put out whatever it gets. And then you have to think about like, well, how is this going to affect our usage of it? Because right. as it get, it, will they program in obstinance the way that Bing's <laughs> chat demo, the, the kind of obstinance that Bing's chat demonstrates, yeah. where it reduces trust and it doesn't want to work with you anymore? Right. I mean, because yeah. right now, ChatGPT doesn't really exhibit that behavior. Yeah. But it definitely could, depending on what these developers do. Definitely. So, well, we're just going to have to keep our eye on it and do the best we can. One other thing that I was thinking of earlier with like programming morality into the robot. The, thing, the reason I think that's ridiculous is that it's not like the robot is going to enter the chat and be like, hey, I hate women. <laughs> right. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to be like, you know, this thing is objectively good. This thing is objectively bad without someone prompting it to ask why that would be. Exactly. Right? But on the other hand, we don't want it to go rogue the way the early, you know, we robots don't want, did. Yes, we don't want it to go rogue. So it shouldn't learn from people asking these questions. Yes. It should just like respond, respond given its information. And then, you know, work off of I don't know how, what metrics they use, but like Well, and not too deep. Like it shouldn't go too deep down the morality rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, because it's not it's not a philosopher. Quite frankly, it's very arrogant of any developer or any human being to think that they should force another person to be moral. Like Yeah. Like because the thing is, it's the same thing with like parenting, okay? Everyone has the right to be a parent. Everyone has the right to be a parent. They yep. have the right to have children. Yeah. And but there are people who think, well, that person's not good enough to have kids, so they shouldn't be allowed to have children. Mm-hmm. But we do protect the human right to reproduce very, very intensely, at least in America. Yeah. And that is very important. Very and important. it's demonstrative of a greater ethic of freedom. Yeah. If we start deciding, if I start deciding for another person because I don't think they're qualified to be, a parent. to be a parent, which is basically they're not qualified to be human. Look, I remember the 40s. What? World War II. Germany oh, oh, oh. had that program exactly. that said that only you could you could only have children with state permission right and then um we've done this before well you know? the china china with their one child rule right you know it's just it's horrific to take that right away from from right. people in the same way to take the right to choose one's moral stance by manipulating people into a certain view yeah okay because of the tools that they use yes and that's exactly what we're talking about here it is despicable to try to force people into a mode yeah. and it's and it's also extremely elitist yeah to say i know better than you what you should think i don't trust you to decide what you should think it's and like, therefore i will decide for you what you will think it's like a, if a calculator asked who you voted for yeah. before you were allowed to use it and if you if you answered it incorrectly it would give you a point yeah yeah what like what right i know yeah i mean and, it, and you know it's something um to digress a little bit, it's something that is also really, um, pa- I'm really passionate about with education because yeah. there are people, and you know, I understand their reasons that say that pe- that he- pe- parents parents should not educate their children, that qualified quote unquote teachers should only be the ones to educate their children, and parents have to have certain qualifications to educate their children. Well, see, here's a, a fundamental problem. We're there's several fundamental problems there's, here. There's a lot of things going on here. For one, 
parents are the primary teacher of their children, whether or not you acknowledge it, because from zero to five, they are the primary, and that's actually what I was forever, about, that was they what are I was the about primary. to say. It was like, yeah. you know, kids don't even enter school until five years old. And even if they were there, and if they were there from zero, they wouldn't bond properly. No. You know, their parent what is... What if the teacher leaves and, like, goes to a yeah. different school? It's, you know, a human right, it's a human right to educate your child yeah. in the way that you see fit. And if that doesn't agree with somebody else's moral ethics, well, so be it. So okay? be it. But... I mean, you know, a Christian and a Jewish person have to accept that Muslims want to send their children to schools to learn their faith. And the Muslims need to respect, like, yeah, you know, at least in this country, yeah. that Jewish children and Catholic or Christian children yeah. want to learn their own faith. And so we understand this in faith, but it's actually true in all areas yeah. of education. And it's because of the basic human right to parent your child. Right. Now, if they do it really badly and they start hurting their child, right. of course, we do give the government there's, the right to intervene. There's an amount of, like, you can't be teaching your kid that point two plus two is five. Yeah, well, if they do, I mean, the kid's going to figure it out and be like, hate them. But anyway, <laughs> but but that's the level of morality we're really talking about that's appropriate in AI. Yeah. To say, you, we have a moral ethic where you may not harm your child. Right. You can't tell them incorrect information. Well, no, they can that's well, not that's not legal that's not, not like, how do you decide that no no like things that are objective but they're not going to take the kid away oh no no no. i was talking about the ai oh yeah okay so yeah i, well, I was i'm talking about like, sorry i'm distracted apparently what I'm, what were you I'm, saying well i was thinking you were talking about so what i'm trying to say is that like so the idea is that a parent can educate their child okay yep. they can parent their child the way they see fit but they may not harm the child right so what that level of morality is that is on harm. See, right. it ends there. Yeah. It ends there. Yeah. And um, now it's a lot of states, they say your child must be educated and we're going to track you. But I actually have some difficulty with that because I don't think the government should be tracking them. But if, you know, I can also see why, you know, someone might think that that was appropriate. That one I can see. Yeah, but, it's, it's somewhat reasonable. It's like, um, and it's 100% right, reasonable right, right. to take a child away from an abusive parent. Of course. But it's, it's not harm. appropriate to take a child away from a parent who decides that the child, um, they want to seek a different doctor, okay, which right. happens. <laughs> and, or they want to um, have their child, you know, um, educated in a certain faith, right. that doesn't happen as much. It does not happen. So anyway, the point is in AI, it should be that level where right. it's like, okay, here's a surface, do no harm. And other than that, you're on your own. Yeah. And then it can generate things without having to worry about oh, is this Yeah. And I get the saving bandwidth, but maybe they just need to expand the bandwidth because if it's impacting it that badly. Yeah, I mean, it might just get more expensive. <laughs> this is true. Not really. Because I know they just released it for corporations, ChatGPT 4. Like recently. Oh, so there's a different version for corporations? Nope. It, it's just that the corporations were getting three and a half, like oh. through the API. Oh, and now they're getting yeah, four. That's right. But they pay a they pay a mint yeah, for that. They, do. they pay for that. So yeah. I don't see how they're losing money on this to be honest. They're really not. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, how could they have this for free? Well, you see, there's a separate is not whole, free. whole separate different industry. I mean, can you imagine? Because like think about it. Like everybody's paying 20 bucks and suddenly there's 200 million users. How many of those are using four for the 20 bucks? A lot of them. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADI, Author Driven Artificial Intelligence. We hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace the incredible potential of chat-based AI in your work. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share ADI. 
To learn more about how to leverage author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve with Chat-Based AI.